Good evening. Welcome to As the Worm Turns. You are tuned in to KBNF's live call-in gardening show. I'm your host, Jill Spears, here with my favorite organic gardeners. It's Lance and Lulu. Good evening. Good evening. Hello, everybody. Good evening. Great to be here on just a beautiful fall day. Mm-hmm. Um, I What's think this... not to like about fall? <laughs> In the Rocky Mountains. There's, wow. Yeah, I mean, you just can't beat it. Spectacular. Yep. For sure this year. Yep. And we're winding the season down, and I'm looking at your hands, Lance. Yeah, they still got a bit to go yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that was peak right there. That's pretty dirty. But I guess you're going to be in the root crops. And... Well, the, you know, I wore gloves with the, the potatoes because I'm taking off the mulch. That really tears up your hands. <clears throat> yeah, but, uh, and you can get stung too. Yeah. That's what happened to me. Oh, you got stung? Yeah, because, you know, I was... Was that when you were mining your sweet potatoes? Well, no, I didn't get stung mining the sweet potatoes. <laughs> I, I got stung um, when I was over in the Comfrey and Sorrel. Yeah. You know, why wouldn't you? I mean, they're in there <laughs> looking for water and, yeah. you know... They're, it's still all over. Yeah. Pollinators. You know, and it's those nasty bees, you know, they don't care. They got they just wanna get out of the way. <laughs> they, they they just want you to get out of the way. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, we are live and calling and we have our friends Jeff Reynolds in the control room with us tonight. Mm-hmm. Yay, Jeff, thanks for being here. Yeah. Nine seven zero five two seven four eight six eight. Or one eight six six KVNF now. Or the worm at kvnf.org. Yeah, let's start with that one. Yeah, let's. Um, Our friend Marilyn, who is a loyal listener and has always good questions, and this one is about beet seed saving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So she has those German Lutz Yes. And um, she has a couple follow-up questions because you guys have been talking about this for a while now. But she has trimmed the leaves to about an inch long in the pyramid shape. Mm -hmm. And there are still some small leaves growing. Should she cut those or just leave them? And then does she need to cover them with mulch leaves um, before a hard frost? Okay. Yeah. Well, you can leave those little leaves. They're just going to um, probably just rot right off. You know? And the other thing is you're going to have to mulch. And you might throw some dirt on first. And then put the mulch. And the, and the reason why you put the dirt on is if the mice get in there, they really like to eat beets. Mm. So, so do deer. Yeah. And so you want to cover them up a little bit. And if you lose leaves, which is fine. I've done it. But just know that in the wind, they're going to blow. So you're going to have to put something on top of the leaves to keep them from blowing. Yeah. Go get a bale mm. of alfalfa or something that's <laughs> you, know. you know heavy and and mm-hmm. rough and mm-hmm. spread it out on there or yeah you or could anything anything yeah. to keep them you could put cardboard yeah. with rocks with rocks oh. yeah. you could put yeah. Uh, yeah. old pieces of plywood or wafer board with rocks you know that are already rotten and stuff you know you can do many things but you if you do just straight leaves they're going to blow mm-hmm. all right yeah. could you explain that pyramid trimming thing oh it looks like a pyramid it's um the root vegetables your carrots your beets uh radishes uh you trim them from the side right at the shoulder of the carrot up upward and you may it turns out to look like a little pyramid 
Okay. And the reason you're doing that is if you just left cut off and left an inch of stem above the ground, the those can rot down into where it's going to regrow. And if that's rotten, um, the beet might be good, but if that's rotten, you're not going to get anything to grow and produce seed next year. Okay. Yeah. If you're just doing root storage for vegetable storage, it's okay to leave a half inch or so of stem. You're going to cut that off anyways. But for uh, seed production, you want that off. All right. So so there you are. You've got your little beet in the ground, mm-hmm. right? And just its little crown is Yeah, low crown. And you kind of excavate around and go up towards the crown? Yeah, up towards the crown. Yeah. yeah like oh. if you were peeling it almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, take your time. And okay. do you leave the crown on? Yes. Yeah, you just uh, you're just trimming it that way. Yeah, you leave the crown right on there. It looks like it looks like a pyramid, not like the perfect pyramids, you know, in yeah, Egypt, obviously. but it is that shape. <laughs> right. All right. Well, that makes perfect sense because then the water's going to drain away from it. Mm-hmm. You know, the mm-hmm. whole thing. I never, I never, you know, got into doing it that that heavy duty, but there it is. Yeah. Well, once I had read that and. <laughs> learned about it, I said, oh, this is why some of my carrots were rotting or radishes mm. or beets, mm. and they didn't produce. And I said, oh, this is the reason why, because I would just cut off, leave an inch of top and plant them. Right. Yeah. And now and I that know. that solved the problem. Yeah, it solved the problem. All right. Good I never tip. even got that far. I used to just forget about it and leave them in the ground. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Then you can come back and eat them, though, still as well. Yeah. You know, they... There they are. and Storing in the ground. Storing mm-hmm. in the ground. Mm-hmm. Yep. And a lot of the time, there's that great scene in Gone with the Wind when Scarlett O'Hara <laughs> goes back to the garden and she gets the sweet potato out or something oh, really? and goes, I'll never be hungry again. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, God. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that was good. Good rendition of that. <laughs> yeah. And did you get all your sweet potatoes mined? Because I think you were going to put your garlic in that I same did. Bed. I did. I got them I got them mined out, and uh, I, I think I'll run my rototiller um, in mm. there. It's out of gas right now, so I'll just use a tiny bit of gas so that I can put it away without gas in it. You know, that's something everybody should remember too mm-hmm. is to get the gas out of your gas engines right um, the small engines yeah the small engines yeah try to run it out mm-hmm. run it out or just you know siphon it out or do whatever you want to yeah. do i get it I, I don't get it all totally out all the time mm-hmm. but you know then you fill it up with high test first thing in the spring and i guarantee <laughs> it starts <laughs> Yeah, I just ran a weed whacker out of gas, but I had some extra in there, so I poured it back in the gas can. And then I started it up, and it took about five minutes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it fires up. Right. Yeah, and then whatever you have left, you know, like you said, you put it in a gas tank, in the gas can, and you just put it in your regular gas, mm-hmm. gas tank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, two-cycle motor with that two-cycle oil oh, yeah, you can't do has that. a prevent uh, gas preservative in it. Oh, so it's so already the two in. Cycle stuff in okay. the smaller engines. Yeah, the yeah. two cycle uh-huh. for chainsaws, chainsaws and weed whackers, and those yeah, kind of yeah. things. Weed whackers. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, I was also using. <laughs> it's sort of fun. I didn't think I'd like like that, but uh, a, a leaf blower. 
The dog thinks it's hilarious. Oh, my God. I bet, <laughs> and I bet Tank just goes crazy. He just goes crazy. Yeah. But, yeah. So, but we'll be using that a while. But once that's done, we'll take that gas out of there. Yeah. So we're winding you know, it down. Yeah. And, you know, say what you want about electric engines and stuff. I'll tell you, those things are pretty much the bomb. Mm-hmm. They get it done in no time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this was getting the leaves off the gravel driveway, which is really the only way that you can really do it. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And you want to get them off because if you don't, then they keep breaking down and then pretty soon you have dirt instead of gravel and you got to go get more gravel anyway. (laughs) And, you know. Okay. It's a (laughs) cycle. Another cycle. It's a continuous cycle. Right. Thank, Thank God, you know. Um, you're putting your garlic in as well this weekend, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will be planting garlic. And I already measured everything out. I made the little rows where I'm going to plant them in. And I've actually been watering those rows so that when I do go oh, to plant, they'll they'll be moist. You, what, just pulled? I used what's called a, a worn hoe, which is just like a, uh, you see the markers on the hay fields and they're, mm-hmm. Just they're called markers, and this is the same design only it's a hoe. It's actually and it's you, triangular, it's triangular, mm-hmm. it's, and they it's work like great. a pyramid on a stick <laughs> upside down. Mm-hmm. Okay, a flat one, yeah. But, anyways, um, and then I'll go and plant those, and then I take that same hoe and go in between them, and it hills the garlic back up. All right, and you yeah. don't mulch on top of that no. because you have it. Deep enough. Deep enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If you're, if it's planted four inches or more, it's not going to heave. Mm-hmm. But that's the reason why you mulch is if it's not too deep, and we have a wet spring, spring. and the freezing and thawing yep. the, will just right lift yeah. those yeah. cloves right out of the ground. Yep. Heave ho. Yeah. Do you? What do you do? Do you plant real low or do you mulch? I a little both. Little both. Yeah, because yeah. um, what I have to do is get the benches out of the one area under the big uh, maple trees, and if I get the benches out, then I put the tarps down, and I just let the leaves fall on the tarps, roll them up, mm. right over. They'll go right over into the garden. Mm-hmm. Right. But the collards are still in the way. <laughs> wow! Oh I my God! Peeked in your backyard the other night, and, and you saw them. They are magical. They're yeah. huge, huge, and and they're flawless, except for the couple of ones that the um, grasshoppers ate holes in. But um, they're massive. I can't wait. I'm gonna have Don't. a lot. Mm-hmm. Don't. Don't wait. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, yeah, but if there is a frost, then they're even going to get I know. sweeter. Mm. Yeah. So I might and I'm, tender and tender. Yeah. And yeah. then, oh God, the stems. What you want to eat are the stems. You just take the bulk of the leaf off, and you get down to the stem, and you chop it up in what's that? About you know an inch or less chunks, and and blanch them, freeze them you know, in some amount that you like to use in your soups, in your scrambled eggs, in your whatever, Mm -hmm. just by themselves, Mm -hmm. you know. I mean, they are so good, and they get so sweet. Oh, boy. Yeah. 527-486-8866. KBNF now, what do you still have out in your garden? 
yeah, give us a call. Because you know how we always are. We always say, save us from ourselves. Because <laughs> we never know what we're going to talk about. We, um. we've, Lance does. He always has a list. I always have my list. That's right. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> you did cut your squash, though. You I did. Didn't bring it in, but I you didn't did bring it up, but trim I, it up. Um, it's all consolidated, so if I do need to cover them, uh, it's easy. Instead of, you know, a 10-foot by 50-foot bed of squash, it's all in one spot. One spot. Yeah. yeah. That's what I always do when I have a, a bumper crop of squash. But I, I don't have any this year. Mm-hmm. I have, like, four little pumpkins. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Nothing. My stuff didn't grow. I don't get it. I really <laughs> don't. You know, it, it was a mystery. I mean, the sweet yeah. potatoes grew, and the... Um, tomatoes over where the tomatoes were they were great the herb garden where the um, plum trees are that have been there and excavated now most of those that was off the charts comfrey i've never ever seen comfrey Mm -hmm. like the comfrey that was over there really yeah so it was just it was just a very different you know i figured it out i think it's the 20 year garden revival that needs to happen Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i'm just gonna tear everything out and you know (laughs) that was sort of your mission this year it was was. to rearrange some stuff yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and and um, I did that, and it didn't work. So now I'm, you think you got rearranged last year, this year? Yeah, well, you ain't seen <laughs> yeah. nothing yet. Yeah. So I have over 30 squash. Oh, oh that's wow. so nice. What yeah. varieties do you have? Um, All of them. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, more golds, which is an orange uh, squash. Mm. Uh, very thick rind. You have to take a knife and hammer or I pound... You know, it, they're hard to get into. Wow. Yeah. Chainsaw? Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the Hokkaido's, which are really, really good. And oh, then yeah. the uh, Buttercups. Wow. And then I forgot to have about 20 more Delicatas. Oh, yeah. Love those yeah. Delicatas. Yeah. Gotta be yeah. my favorite squash. Yeah. yeah. I harvested all my little yellow squash the other day, and I decided that I have enough for one yellow squash, couple of loaves of bread. Ooh, yummy! And the other, I just the other squat. I just ate it. <laughs> <laughs> I put it in the pan and ate them right up. And that's yummy. it. That's how much squash. That's was the. It, that's, that's that's all that's I got. Yeah. That was it. But 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 Sam's daughter brought over the, the King Kong um, zucchinis. So I'll make plenty of chocolate zucchini <laughs> cake. That's be even great. better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I got my kids to eat their vegetables. But I, I, f- I figure, you know, in real life, I don't think I like squash that much. No? No, I really like the root vegetables mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and peas and beans and collards and arugula and tomatoes and onions and garlic. and <laughs> Just not squash. <laughs> not so much. I figured it out finally. It only took me, you know, a lifetime, but hey. Yeah. Better That's late than never. That's what it's all about, mm-hmm. yeah, right? right? I didn't eat one green bean this year. Oh, no kidding. I planted them. Uh-huh. There, but yeah. Jan came down every two weeks and took them all, which is just fine with me. Yeah. So my green beans, you know, I had the green bean catastrophe. I mean, I, I, I ate, I think, mm, maybe 100 all summer. That's it, huh? That's it, yeah. yeah. Beans didn't do well. No, they didn't do well. And it's that garden mostly, I think it's, those trees uh, 
I think it's the maple trees more than anything. I really, and the flowers over there thrived. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe I'll just turn it into a flower garden. Yeah, flower garden. Put Mm -hmm. a big fountain in the middle, you know, be real luxurious. I like it. Luxurious <laughs> in the garden. Yeah, it'd be cool. Hey, our friend Don from Austin is on the phone. He wants to share what's happening in his garden. Oh, Yay. good. Hi, Don. Hi, Don. Hey, everybody. Hi. Nice to hear from you. What's going on in your garden now? Uh, gosh, well, um, I'm doing everything the hard way, <laughs> the best I can. And uh, I have... Uh, uh, based on your suggestions from way back early in the summer, I still have cherry tomatoes in a pot. Oh, good. And uh, taking good those in you. the sunroom every night. Yep. And there's about 19 that are in various stages, and it's still kicking them out every once in a while. Wow. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I know, have you, had my... You might. Oh, go ahead. You might keep them going all winter. If you, if you're still, are you still getting flowers on them? Yeah. Well, pollinate the flowers, get your little brush out, and distribute the pollen around, and you keep those in the sun and keep them watered. You you yeah. could get all kinds of lucky. Austin Hothouse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, so uh, uh, tell me more about pollinating, because well, I'm looking at some flowers right now. Yeah, well, tomatoes are pollinated by stimulation so if it's in the house you're not going to get any wind any wind or anything like that any insects anything so just shake them or as lulu said take a paintbrush and just move it around move it around inside each little flower yep yep or a feather if if you a feather is really good yeah fun yeah so do i need to mix one flower with another no no you just need to shake them up a little bit yeah Kind of, dust them. Okay. kind of, kind of give them rattle their cage in a little bit, you know. So, okay, that's yeah. pretty neat. Um, I I intend to do that because it was hard to keep them alive all year. And uh, Lance, your suggestion or your recommendation of water in the morning and evening mm. is what made these plants survive this the heat wave mm. this uh, summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. Um, in spite of the fact I underwatered, but I had a, I still have a couple strawberries in the sunroom. Oh, I have nice. my first pot full of burdock ever, okay. and it's kind of starting to start. So I'm going to let that go as long as it can. One of the plum trees has survived, and it's going to get covered with uh, straw sometime soon. Mm-hmm. And all the garlics are planted with that tree, and I got winter wheat. So, wow. so that's awesome. what I got happen. Okay, awesome. a lot going on there. Awesome, nice. Was that one of the plum trees you dug up? From, oh, definitely. Yeah, from my okay. house. Yeah, mm-hmm. good. Good. It was the root mass that was all. It was just like a, a knotted <laughs> hairstyle or oh, something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Said, yeah. This is going to yeah. go off. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, don't give up on the other one. It might still do something too. You never know with those mm-hmm. guys. They look. Like they didn't take. No. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know, Don. Um, and I had you... a volunteer comfrey to oh. shoot up, and it was wonderful for a while. Interesting. Comfrey in your yard did well, yeah. too. Yeah. So. It the, was the, the healthiest thing until I planted the garlic and watered everything in. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> didn't okay. survive that. Okay. All right, Don. I'm looking forward to your call in the winter and hearing about those tomatoes that you're eating. 
that'll be fun. Well, okay, great. I hope I have a good update. Um, it's great uh, checking in. Great. Yeah, great time. to hear I'm sure you will. Yeah, thanks so much for your call. Thanks. Good deal. Let's check in with David, who's here in Paonia. He's got a comment for us. Oh, good. Hi, David. Hi, David. Hi. Now, a little bit more information about tomato pollination. Uh, tomato flowers have what are called porocidal anthers. They're sort of like little salt shakers, and they have to be vibrated at the right frequency, and, mm-hmm. and that makes the pollen grains uh, drop out of the pores. And a great way to do that is with a tuning fork. Uh, if you want to get the light right... Uh, when, when you hold the tuning fork to the flower, you can see the little cloud of pollen coming out of it. And when they grow uh, greenhouse tomatoes that have to be pollinated, they used to have to hire people to walk around with uh, electric vibrators and touch each of the flowers. <laughs> oh, my God. That's it, a great story. It, it, turns out, it, it turns out it's less expensive to buy, uh, now that they've commercialized hun- uh, bumblebees, to buy a colony of uh, bumblebees, put them in your greenhouse, and the bumblebees are very good at vibrating flowers. Uh, oh, uh, honey Honeybees don't do that, um, but those uh, there are a number oh. of plant species that have that kind of anther, um, and bumblebees uh, have evolved to, to do well, so they just vibrate their wing muscles and they'll pollinate them. And part of the problem uh, that that's caused is that uh, the commercial companies that raise bumblebees only do this with a couple species, and for a while they were importing bumblebees from uh, from Europe mm-hmm. into the U.S. to do that, and uh, those bumblebees uh, would bring with them diseases, oh. which have now spread yeah. uh, to other bees, native yeah. bees, and in other parts of the world, uh, those bees have escaped the greenhouses and uh, and become naturalized and start competing with the, with the native bees mm-hmm. as well as um, introducing diseases. So there, uh, there's there's a lot involved in commercial tomato pollination. Wow! Yeah, for sure. God. If it's not one thing, it's another. <laughs> I like the tuning fork. <laughs> yep. though. Yeah, the tuning fork. <laughs> that's that, wow, that that's, can be done. <laughs> that that I love. Yeah. yeah, and then there's no bumblebee involved, but you know, hey, right. Maybe if you don't have a tuning fork, you could try your electric toothbrush, too. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, yay. <laughs> Everything I look at now is going to be a pollinator. <laughs> yeah. I got that's it. Great. You got to love it. God, that's awesome. Yeah, thanks for that, David. That's great information. Yeah. You're welcome. Very All right. appreciate Very the call. technical. Just <laughs> right? love that. Yep. Love I it. I love it. Get a, get a little deeper understanding. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And that's what it's all about. Knowledge is power. Yeah. Don't ever forget that, you guys. Knowledge is power. And that's, that's, <laughs> I don't know if that's why you listen to us. But <laughs> well, luckily we have savvy listeners like David calling yes. in and, yeah. and sharing yes. tidbits. Yes. And I want to share a tidbit about this show. Um, last night at the KVNF annual meeting, our show was honored with a Volunteer of the Year Award for the Worms. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say that this show is about everybody that participates. David, who just volunteered to call and give us some great information that we didn't know about. Brings um, tears to a glass eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you. Every guest that has come in, everybody you that all let are us. part of this. Yes. Every yeah. single Absolutely. one of you. Absolutely. So congratulations to all of you, all of us, for um, just super fun for us. Yeah, and, we and really sharing appreciate the information and yeah. getting it out there. And yeah. 
<sighs> yeah, and for KVNF being the hub that allows us to do this and connect to everybody. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's a very it's beyond wonderful. And it's better than Academy Award because you don't have to walk down the <laughs> runway. You can come in in your garden clothes. You don't have great. to wash your hands. You don't have to wash your hands. <laughs> it's great. We we love radio. Yeah, so, we, so and we thank you love very much. you guys that are loving this. We just are so happy. Yeah. It's it's, it's really awesome. really fun. Yeah. We do have time for another caller too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So get on it. 527-4868 or 1866-KVNF now. Yeah. Or kvnf.org at the worm. No, the worm. <laughs> worm at kvnf.org. Worm. Just worm at kvnf.org. Yeah. Right. yeah. They try to keep it simple for us, but <laughs> it's okay, you know. All right. So part of the cleanup um, is, Lulu, you've cleaned up some rotten apples, and you just finished your last bag of apples from last year. I love that timing. Yeah. This is so, yeah. How perfect is that? I finished my last, last, made my last apple pie from last year's apples. I told you guys I freeze them, you know, and just, you just take them out, pour them in the shell. It's great. And and today and yesterday, after still making the apple pie, before I made the pie, I was out there gathering apples for the to, next for round. the next year for this next coming year. Perfect timing. Yeah. And so what you do is you go out. You you want to pick them all up. You want to you know get them because they're in that hell strip and out of the street. They were on the street, and most of them get mulched. But any that are, I don't know, not bruised terribly or you know maybe they just have a little slit in them or something those become those get cut up and become the pineapples mm-hmm. yeah. and then they're super good ones they get dried and they become dried apples nice and then you, you can have, use a lot of the fruit i mm-hmm. mean it does yeah yeah and or they become applesauce mm-hmm. yeah so <laughs> And I wanted to check in with your beans because you've been doing a lot of work winnowing and threshing. <laughs> oh, and gosh. Gosh. It's all that ongoing. season. Yes. But anyways, uh, Jan, my friend Jan from Gunnison really likes to winnow. And so I had all the beans, the dry beans ready. So she winnowed them all and probably got eight gallons, maybe more. Whoa, of, that's great. All together. You know, oh. A couple of gallons here, a gallon there. I think yeah. the pintos, which I planted late, uh, that... And you know, after the garlic's out, I probably got three gallons of pintos. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it just, um, yeah, there's plenty of beans there. And then as far as threshing, I'm threshing the barley. And I do that on on, um, tarps with my feet. And I do one bundle at a time. And it takes about 15 to 20 minutes. Is that the first step in cleaning the barley? Yeah, that's the threshing is the first step. Then I'll screen it to get the really big course out. Then we'll winnow it. Wow. that's I like barley. Yeah. And this is uh, Burbank barley. This is a, it, um, regular brown barley. It's, mm-hmm. And um, uh, you can cook it whole. There's no hole on it. And you kick it, can cook it just like that. You can make it into flour. Um I thought was interesting is barley is cooked uh, three cups water to one cup barley. Oh wow! Yeah, I remember Ooh. that. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's three cups and stuff. Um, That's a big pot of barley, right? Uh huh. You yeah. can also make whiskey. You can make whiskey. John Barley, corn must die. Yeah, that's 
such a good song. God, when you hear the when you know the lyrics to that song, it'll blow you away. <laughs> so that's the start of the cleaning, winnowing, threshing. Yeah, and then I have the commute to do, and mm. then I'm done. Oh, no, I'm not done. Then I have all the corn to shell with that hand crank corn sheller. Oh, that's right, your old-fashioned corn sheller. Mm-hmm. I think uh, a friend was over, and we... Because Adam wanted a picture of that thing, and so oh, yeah. she was there with her her phone camera, and I was cranking away. So, oh, great. So that might be on the the worm site. I'm not sure how okay. Adam was going to do that. Yeah, oh, good. Just reminding everybody that you can listen to the show after the fact at kvnf.org. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a podcast. It's fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You all are fabulous. Thank you so much. Um, Thank for you listening. Jill, for listening. Yeah. Doing such a great job hosting. Love showing up. And, and getting us um, out there, out into the field the and all of that. I, it just what was a fun. super fun summer. and We're going to um, do it again. I love it. Yeah. Thanks to everybody. Um, next is How on Earth coming up and then One Woman's Perspective at 7. And we'll be back next week at 6 o'clock. Thanks Even for listening. Even though it's Halloween. <laughs> yes. It, it is Halloween. Be here. Yeah. <laughs> May get a little spooky. Right. Have a good evening. Good night, everybody. Please be kind. You'll love it. I gotta get that I love so. Don't let the wind blow.